You know, I can't tell for sure who won last night's red state, blue state, one state, two state debate, but I know who lost. Anybody who watched it, <laughs> what, what's up? This is Marque Saves the Republic. Listen, I'm, I have to, uh, my chair's I'm very uncomfortable today. Hang on, let me just adjust my, uh, let me just adjust my pillow here in the back. Listen, I have to make, I have a confession to make. I didn't actually watch the Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis, Sean Hannity debate last night for a couple reasons. Number one, I didn't want to. <laughs> That's the first reason. Number two, uh, I also was hosting the Ho Ho Hold'em Charity Poker Tournament last night, which raised over $36,000 for our K's Kids uh, Foundation that works with Dreams Come True of Jacksonville. So we're very, we're, it was an amazing time. But that, that poker tournament, and I don't just say this because I love poker, and when I go to my poker tournament, everybody asks for autographs and wants to take pictures and tells me how much they love the show. I mean, those are all... Those are all great reasons to host your own poker, poker tournament, but it's just, it was just a blast. The people, the, uh, the fans, the folks that come out and, and support us and celebrate it really, I mean, it was just really an amazing event. And, and it's just every year it gets bigger and better and we make more money and we're able to help more kids. And we just love it so much. Uh, plus people, you know, there are the costumes, there's people that come out in great holiday getups and there's people that are dressed to the nines. And then, then there's people that, you know, look like they just rolled off of a tractor, but it doesn't matter it's not a fashion show. It's all about coming out and uh, having uh, some great times for the kids. Plus, best bet in Jacksonville, man. If you've never been there, even if you don't like poker, it's a beautiful place. It's a well-run facility. The food's amazing. I mean, I, it's true. They always say they have, like, some of the best sushi in Jacksonville, and they ain't lying. Um, we we live stream the entire thing on, on the Best Bet Live YouTube channel, so you can go check it out later. But that's why. Then I got home, and I got home pretty late. We, we, we crowned the winner. We gave him the belt. We came home, and I picked up my phone, and then I was like, oh, yeah. There was a debate and I missed it. And now I had to, so I had to wake up early this morning and watch the highlights. And I watched both of them. <laughs> and that's how I know, that's how I know that I didn't miss anything. Did you, I will say this. There was something that happened at the, 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 at the debate. And I don't know who on Ron DeSantis' team brought this, who his attention. I don't know which one of the Hollywood writers he hired to put this together for him. But I will say this was one of my favorite moments, I think, out of any debate I've ever seen. And it was uh, when Ron DeSantis held up the poop map of San Francisco. This is a map of San Francisco. <laughs> There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except... When a communist dictator comes to town, then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own. There's a poop map of San Francisco. I'm going to be honest with you. How did I not know there was a poop map of San Francisco? How did I not know that someone or some people, I imagine it's probably one of those open source things where it's crowd, you know, like not crowdfunded, but people, you know, walk around the street and they're like, ah, huge pile of excrement. And they whip out the app and they, you know, kind of like Waze. And they, and when you were, if you use the Waze app when you're driving, people will say, oh, there's a pothole. Oh, there's police activity. Oh, watch out. There's a car on the side of the road. I, I imagine that's how the poop app poop map app works <laughs> that's tough to say um but, but the whole thing and again i'm gonna be honest with you the whole map looked to be some varying the semblance of the of the shade of brown which means there's a lot of crap in san francisco <laughs> there's a lot of people putting it the crap map i guess that's another like the crap map app in san francisco that's what that's probably what they should 
Call it. You know what? I just realized who won the debate, whoever developed this app, because they're probably getting a whole bunch more downloads today um, as a result. But look, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. We all know that the homelessness problem in San Francisco is one of the worst in the country, probably the world. We all know that the tent cities that are popping up in Los Angeles, California, have created not only a, a social crisis and a drug crisis and a homeless crisis and a joblessness crisis, but also a, a health crisis. I mean, you can't walk. You can't have that many people in San Francisco. And it's a huge city. I think it's the fifth or sixth largest in the country. You can't have that many people living and working in a place where there's steaming piles of 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 dung, of 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 people dung just sitting there on the street. That's not cool. And what's even worse is what Ron DeSantis rightly pointed out that the only time it was cleaned up was when a communist dictator Xi Jinping was coming to visit, proving once again that Gavin Newsom can do stuff, but he doesn't do stuff. Gavin Newsom can do things, um, but he doesn't. And that's why a lot of people are fleeing California. In fact, that was one of the other highlights of the debate, uh, which I'll bring you, which I'll bring you well right now when Ron DeSantis trolled Gavin Newsom with his own in-laws. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, oh, by the way. I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. So we do count Gavin's in-laws as some of the people that have fled California um, and come to the state of Florida. Now, now it's a great it's a great anecdote. It's a great bit. It's a great dig at Gavin Newsom. And it's true. But the fact of the matter, it's a father-in-law. What father-in-law actually really likes their son-in-law? Well, except, except of course, my my father-in-law, <laughs> my father-in-law loves me. But I know that in-laws, uh, it's a tumultuous relationship a lot of times. And if your little girl marries some smarmy bastard like Gavin Newsom, uh, you're not going to be happy about it. And then if that smarmy bastard becomes the governor of California and drives it into the ground and creates a a, a tax, uh, I mean, just an, an overtaxed utopia of, well, poop, then you're going to flee to Florida and you're going to tell everyone about how horrible your son-in-law is at his job. I mean, that happens a lot. That's not the first time a father-in-law has publicly humiliated their son-in-law because he's just not good enough for daddy's little girl. I totally get it. And I plan to do the same thing to my daughter's uh, husband when even if I like the guy, I'm going to pretend that I don't because, you know, you got to, you, you know, my managerial style is this. Even if somebody's doing a fantastic job, you never want to let them know how fantastic a job they're doing because then they'll get cocky and lazy. And they'll be like, well, look, I'm doing a great job. I might as well take eight weeks off for maternity leave or something. So you want to make sure that you're keeping everybody, you know, at an even, you're doing okay. You're doing, you're, you're fine. You know, you're, you could be better, but yeah, you're doing you're doing you're average. That's what I like to tell people, except my future son-in-law, him. I'll just troll uh, hard, just like Ron DeSantis did with Gavin Newsom's. Um, but, you know, but this is basically what the debate was. Not a lot of substance, which doesn't you know, there's a reason there's not a lot of substance, because none of these guys have an agenda that they can implement to help the rest of the country. Ron DeSantis, third in the polls. Let's just call it like it is. Ain't even second anymore. Ron DeSantis is third in the polls behind Nikki Haley. In some places, he's behind Chris Christie. And as I always say, you never want to be behind Chris Christie. You think you think San Francisco is a nasty place. Just, just try spending a few minutes behind Chris Christie. I wouldn't advise it at all. Um, so he's not going to be the nominee. Gavin Newsom right now is the governor of California, hasn't even declared that he's running for president. And let's face it, as far as we know, Joe Biden, the incumbent, is going to be the nominee in 2024. Unless, of course, he takes a bad tumble down the stairs of Air Force One or uh, whoever decides, you know, whoever's been running them decides, you know what, it's time to just pull the plug and move on to the next victim. If that's the case, I guess it would be like the host, 
They're going to, unless the parasite that's controlling Joe Biden is like, oh, this one's, this one's all dried up. We need to find a new host. And then they fly over and they latch on to somebody new. Could be Gavin Newsom. But Gavin Newsom said something that is probably the most poignant part of the entire debate. You and President Trump are really trying to light democracy on fire. So, Sean, there are profound differences tonight. And I look forward to engaging. But there's one thing in closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. Governor. Uh- now, that one actually scared me a little bit because, you know, we have a motto here at the Marque Show and uh, at our Catriot HQ. If a Democrat says something, they mean the exact opposite. So Gavin Newsom coming up there and saying, you know, neither one of us will be the nominee for president in 2024 for our party makes me believe that Gavin Newsom wholeheartedly thinks he's going to be the nominee for his party in 2020 because Democrats always do the opposite of what they say and they always say the opposite of what they do. And they always accuse other people of doing what they themselves have done. It's, a, it's an old Sun Tzu art of war tactic. It's what the uh, it's what the rules for radicals tells you. If you're if your enemy or if you're colluding with Russia to alter the course of a presidential election, you attack your enemy and accuse them of doing that. If you are, you know, uh, bribing or uh, conspiring in a quid pro quo with a foreign country to get information about one of your one of your uh, political adversaries, then tell everybody the other guys doing that. That's exactly what they do. It's been their longstanding tradition and it's really their only playbook. Um, and I think Gavin Newsom's doing the same thing. I think he gets up there going, you know what? Neither one of us is going to be the uh, candidate for our party. And he fully expects that he will be because he knows this. He's running a shadow campaign. He's cozying up to Joe Biden. He knows what's going on in that White House. He's been there. He's been there, you know, measuring the drapes. He met Xi Jinping on the tarmac and drove him through the newly clean streets of San Francisco lined with Chinese flags, as as Ron DeSantis so rightly pointed out. And there's a reason you do all that. You don't just do all that for kicks and giggles. You do it all because you've got aspirations and you think that by doing all that, you could further your own political career. And Gavin Newsom, God, all he cares about is furthering his own political career. In my Catriot dispatch this morning, the email that I sent out, I likened it to Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus uh, and Gavin Newsom remind me a lot of each other. They both are politically ambitious. They both, well, I mean, Caesar Augustus was Caesar. So, you know, he already ran the joint, but he wanted money and he wanted it to make sure that everybody knew how great he was. He wanted to impress other nations and the leaders of other nations, just like Gavin Newsom. He, uh, you know, he had a lot of money and he could have done a lot of great things for the Roman citizens and he did. But Gavin Newsom takes the money and takes the power that he's been, he's been handed by the people of California and doesn't use it for the people of California. He uses it to make sure that everybody in the world, Xi Jinping and President Biden and whoever's watching this debate last night, he wants to make sure everyone in the world knows how great he is and what a great leader he is and how great his cities can be um, when, you know, when the big power, when the big wigs come to visit. And that's the good thing about Ron DeSantis. Look, I'll give him credit. He is actually, a, he well, before he started running for president, at least, he was here every single day fighting for Floridians, making sure that parents in Florida had the right to know what's going on in their children's classrooms making sure that we were safe from illegal immigration and fentanyl, making sure that when COVID hit, we weren't locked down and we had the very important monoclonal uh, antibodies that would what that would help us uh, survive. And and all of those things he did. He made promises. He kept them. And now he's running for president. We don't really see a lot of him anymore. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Listen, if you want to hear the whole story of Caesar Augustus and how uh, I've linked it in a parallel to the birth of Jesus, because 
they had very parallel existences, Jesus and Caesar Augustus, but there was one big difference in the way they lived their lives and, of course, the way they remembered. At, get my new Christmas story. It's called The Untold Story of Christmas. And this is a, a, a tale I told you I've, I've told on the air for years now. And every year somebody says, write it down, write it down. So I did. I wrote it down and we illustrated it and we printed it up. And what I think is a fantastic new, it's a fantastic new telling of the Christmas story. Look, there's baby Jesus. Isn't he cute? I love God. God's my daddy. Um, anyway, and you can get yourself a copy. You can get an autographed copy too. If you go to the untold story of Christmas.com, the untold story of Christmas.com, you can get your copy uh, today. Listen, we're going to have more on this debate coming up. We're going to be chatting with Laura Loomer on the Mark K show today. I don't know if you know Laura Loomer, <laughs> but she's just, I don't know. She, I don't know. She entertains me. People always are like, Mark, your show's so entertaining. I love your, you're so funny. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I find her funny. So we have her coming on the show later today. She's been going after Ron DeSantis. She's been going after Nikki Haley. I know she watched this debate. I think she watched it live on her podcast. So we'll talk to her a little bit about that. Uh, that's coming up with the Mark K show. We have all of our regular Friday fair. And starting Monday, we'll be back with an all new episode of this podcast. So make sure you're downloading it. Make sure you're following. Make sure you've set the uh, notifications. Subscribe because we want to get you the information you need every single day. If you're going to skip a debate or miss a debate, you need to know what was going on in the debate. If you're like, I don't care about any of that stuff, but I know it affects my life. If this is the only place in the world where you found out about the poop map of San Francisco, then, you know, we're going to keep bringing you important information like that. The crap map app. That's, <laughs> that's what, oh, that's great. I'm, I can't wait to use that on the air today. Listen, uh, we'll talk to you. Have a great weekend. Join us Monday. We'll have another episode of Mark K Saves the Republic because that's what we need to do. You, me, Ron DeSantis, the people who made the crap map app, we all need to work together every day to save the republic.